Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope your day is treating you well. Welcome to a Tuesday episode. It's been a minute since we've done one of these. I am so excited to be back to five days a week. It feels like we get to have a little daily conversation, a little check-in, a little encouraging start to our day. And today we're talking all things rituals, tiny habits for surviving, for surviving capitalism by Enneagram type. Listen, I am not trying to cap, like pick on capitalism um, or give it a hard time this week. I'm just trying to address how tired everyone I know seems to be. The sheer exhaustion of trying to keep up, to survive, to like wake up every day and hustle. I just want to honor that. And I want to provide a bit of ease to us where we can and a little comfort when I'm able. So let's get into these rituals tailored to each Enneagram type for navigating the challenges that are inherent with a capitalistic society. All right. <laughs> type one are perfectionists. This one, I'm going to give you two. Okay. So it's Mindful work-life balance, so really taking time to schedule and time for self-care and relaxation, because I know you have the tendency to overwork. I know you have the propensity to never feel like you've done a complete job. So it's important to check in and just go, hey, how are we doing here? Um, now, I say that as like our, our overarching umbrella for what needs to be done, my work-life balance. However, I think when we think about these things in terms of overarching ideas, it can be a little bit like daunting. And that's why I want this to be a tiny rituals episode where it's like, well, what's the little thing I can do to get a little bit closer to work-life balance? So the little thing I want you to do, type ones to get just a little bit closer to work-life balance is to task dump, write down everything that you have on your plate, work specific, but also personal, because here's the thing, <laughs> you're likely holding yourself to a really high standard in both of those areas. So take them all, write them down, personal, professional, everything that you have going on, put all of it down. Then I want you to dump that into what I call, not what I call, the Eisenhower matrix. I didn't make it up. We've talked about this on the podcast multiple times before, but essentially it's a grid. You draw a four squares, 
on the left side, you mark one of those rows as important, one of those rows as not important, and then there on the bottom or the top, you write one of those columns as urgent and one of those columns as not urgent. So you're gonna take all the tasks that you dumped, that you wrote down, and you're gonna put them in these boxes. One of those boxes is gonna be for urgent and important tasks. One of those boxes is going to be for urgent but not important. One will be for urgent, one will be for important and not urgent, and then one will be not urgent and not important. And this is going to help you a ton with recognizing where your energy needs to actually be going and what things need to be taken off of your plate, what things can be delegated and done in the way that whoever's doing them can do them, and then what things are actually things that you need to be doing today, and then what are things that you can need to be doing but maybe not right now. And this will hopefully help you to prioritize so that you can find space to chill. Additionally, I want you to spend a few minutes every day reflecting on the things that you've done, the accomplishments that you've done, and instead of looking at them like I could have done more, I want you to look at them as, look what I've accomplished. And so whatever that looks like for you, maybe it looks like a to-done list, right? Like sitting at the end of the day and going, sitting at the end of the day and marking down, here's everything that I accomplished today, or it can look like what I do right now every night is I sit down and I write down, here's everything that happened to me today. Here's everything that I did today. And sometimes that's so helpful to just look at everything you're doing and go, wow, okay, that's enough, right? Like that's plenty. Um, and just be grateful, be appreciative, look at it and be proud of yourself. Okay, type twos things to work on here are boundaries, right? Like we need to practice saying no, setting clear limits on how much you're willing to give to others, both emotionally and physically and time-wise. Um, but in order to do that, we need to figure out like, what's the little action I can do to get more clear on my boundaries. And what I find really supportive, a tiny little ritual you can do is start each day prioritizing how you wanna feel what you need. So check in every day with what will, what will nurture me today and focus on that care as a priority and then allow everything else that you do for other people to be extra. So one way that I like to do this is check in with your heart, mind, body, and soul and just go, what do each of these things need today? And guarantee yourself that you're going to do those things. And then if you, whatever time you have left after you do your job and you take care of yourself and you take care of the things that are like mandatory for you, then you can say yes to other people. Um, another way to do this is to check in with how do you want to feel today? Do how I want to feel free, joyful, happy, alive, calm, relaxed. And then when someone asks you for something, you can consider, is this going to make me feel more free, more joyful, more relaxed? Or is it going to make me feel less free, joyful, and relaxed? And I will say, this isn't even for when people ask you <laughs> twos. This is also for you not jumping in and doing things. So anytime you start to take something on, really consider, is this going to make me feel the way I want to feel today? Type threes unplugged time where you are not 
having to perform, right? I just want you to have some time each day where you disconnect from work-related tasks or things that you can win at, like even being a parent or being a partner to somebody or the perfect roommate and friend, and find a space where you play, where you pursue interests that don't relate to success or don't aren't monetized, and really take a time to check in and reflect on your values, what's bringing you to life, so that you can really make sure that the things that you're doing are aligned with who you really wanna be, not just in alignment with what you think you're supposed to be or what success looks like to you or your community right now. Typically, the ritual that I recommend for this for threes is an unplugged walk. So taking time every day to go on a five, 10 minute walk with no purpose other than to be with yourself. No podcasts, no music, no exercise goal. Literally the whole point is just to be you without stimulation, without a goal, and without any expectations. So that means no other person, no podcasts, nothing feeding you, nothing distracting you. You Some time for you to just be in your feelings and get honest with who you are and what you want. Now, here's the thing. The first few times you do this, you probably are going to be sad because those are the feelings that you've probably pushed away the most. And it might feel really hard. You might feel irritable. You might feel um, like, oh my gosh, this is this depression. You know what I mean? It might feel so low because again, like if you're used to like threes tend to do compartmentalizing your feelings, pushing them aside to get the job done, having this unplugged space could feel like a negative thing. It could feel like um, really scary. But I wanna encourage you that Emotions are temporary and that this is good. This is going to get you more in tune with who you are, which will help you to have more aligned goals, which mean more sustainable goals. Okay, type fours are individualists. Um, For you all, I just want you to take time to set aside creativity without expectation. So taking the time to make things without having to be good at them, without having to be significant in them, without feeling like, okay, if I'm really gonna do this thing, if I'm gonna be an artist, then I need to X, Y, Z. I don't want that for you. I want you to have a time where you get to just kind of play in creativity and explore, but doing it on a regular basis so that you're showing yourself that like you are a creative being, And you can show up and have a daily practice no matter what that looks like without failing, without having to be a certain way, without the expectations of what other people think this should look like for you, having some sort of a daily creative practice that is shame free. And so one thing that can help is to have like a a little, you know, set a goal for like, okay, I'm going to create for 30 days straight and then go from there. I don't have to create the same time every day. I don't have to create the same thing every day. I'm just gonna make something every day for 30 days. And I can work on the same thing. I can work on lots of different things. I'm just going to tap into this part of myself without expectation. 
for what the outcome is, just expectation for the process of showing up. Because a lot of what we need force to do, right, is to practice showing up in the like mundane middle and kind of getting used to this like habit of doing something every single day without feeling like, oh, it needs to be something significant. It needs to be really great. I because what happens for force often is you set such high expectations for yourselves that you get lost in the expectation and it actually can like demotivate you to not take any action at all. Because it's like, well, if I can't be this like significant thing, then I may as well just like not start or not take action. And what I want you to do is to get into this space of regular creation without expectation. Ooh, it's a little bit of a a little bit of a ditty there, <laughs> uh, maybe a good affirmation, regular creation without expectation, um, to build the, the habit, build the routine, and build self-trust in the process of making the things you want to make. All right, type five. Um, okay, I want your tiny ritual to be focused on getting you in to your body. And I feel like fives more than any other type get annoyed with repetitive advice. I don't know what, what that is. And if you have insight, I'd love to hear it. But it does feel like I've had fives more than any other type say, I'm so tired of hearing. And then it'll be like four or five different things, right? But um, I'm going to kind of be repetitive here. I'm sorry, guys. But I want you to be in your body. I want you to get out of your head into your body have awareness for your physical sensations. This is so important for a lot of reasons. One, because your body holds information about what you need. It, hold in, it holds information about what you've lived through, what you've experienced. And it holds information about like how to get in tune more deeply with who you are and what you want. So I want you to be in your body every day if you can. And a little ritual that you can do, just a tiny little ritual, is to check in before you go into work. Or like, hey, let's say if you work at an office, you can do this in your car before you go in the doors. But if you work from home, you can do this from like before you transition to your desk. And just do a quick check-in with your whole your whole body. So just kind of go deep breath in, deep breath out, check in with my head, my eyes, my nose, my jaw, my shoulders, my neck, my arms, my chest, my stomach, my hips, my thighs, my calves, my feet, breathe in, breathe out, and that's it. Now we're aware, we're in tune. If you wanna do even more, you can like kind of put your hands on those spaces. I do this sometimes after a work day because oftentimes for me, I get disembodied during work because so much of my work is like from the head up. So I will focus, I'll be just like out of work and I'll go home and I'll, I'll have to be like, oh, I need to, get into my body because I'm trying to connect with my partner right now. And it's like, I'm, I'm like barely here, you know? And so I will touch each part of myself, like grab my hands, 
grab my arms, grab my calves, almost like physically reminding myself that my body exists, that it's here, I can feel it, it's real. All right, type six, our loyalists. Um, what I would love for you to do is check in with your mindfulness practice, um, whether that's meditation or deep breathing exercises. I just want you to have a space where you know you can go to ground, to be in the present moment, and to focus back on what's real, what's here and now. We do associate sixes the most with fear. You all, depending on your subtype, have a different relationship to fear. And so when it comes to fear or anxiety, that always lives in the future, right? Anxiety can only live in the future because it's all focused on what will come, what, what could happen. So in the present moment, if we bring ourselves back here, fear and anxiety will not exist, right? Like fear of what's going to happen down the road, fear of what could occur, fear of getting laid off, fear of taking a risk, fear of the stock market. Stock market? Is that what it is? <laughs> it doesn't sound right to say for some reason. Well, you know what I'm trying to say. Fear of your investments. You know, these things that can kind of come up, having a space where you can go, whoa, 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 right now, I'm okay. Right in this moment, everything's fine. I have a really good breakfast. I have a roof over my head. I have a coffee machine that makes coffee when I set the timer for it. Like, I am good in this moment. So one way to do this is to check in with your five senses, right? What do I see, smell, taste, hear, and feel? I like to do these in a positive way. So what's something I see that I like, something that I smell that I enjoy, something that I taste that feels good or have tasted recently that that was good, something I can hear that makes me happy, something that I can feel that's, that feels good. Um, just to kind of ground back into the fact that like, yes, there's a lot to worry about. The world is a big place. Things can happen that are unexpected, but right now I'm okay. I'm all right. Um, I did this this morning, actually, because I can get kind of caught up in things that are happening in the news, worried about um, the potential recession, or maybe there's not a recession, <laughs> like so many things like that. And when I'm in my house and I check in, it's like, yes, I cannot guarantee a positive outcome in the future. But what I do know is that everything's okay right now. Right, I can look out and see that I have a ZZ plant over in the corner that makes me really happy. I can hear the sound of coffee brewing in the other room. I can smell coffee and incense burning. I can taste avocado toast and peaches because I have fresh fruit and vegetables in my kitchen right now. I can feel a soft, cozy blanket on this couch that I love and know that everything is okay. In this moment, everything is okay. And not only is it okay, it's actually pretty darn good and cozy. And that's enough, right? Right here, right now, that's all that's real. All right. Another quick thing for our sixes. I'm sorry to linger on this one. Um, another thing to keep in mind that we can do, we do this with our kiddo who I believe is a six. We're not, you know, I can't, I can't know for sure, but 
we do this with them and we say, just be where you are, right? Like if you start getting out of your head and into another place, come back and go, can I be where I am? Because what, what I'll notice with our little six, right? What I think is our little six is they'll kind of be thinking about something at home while they're at track practice or when they're at home, they'll be worrying about track practice later. And I can go, well, what if you were just where you are? What if you were where you are and here right now, that's what's real. And then we can focus on being there when we're there. And that helps. And it's a little simple ritual that you can do, a little mantra you can, you can carry. All right, type eights are challengers. Um, I, I went back and forth on like what I wanted our big thing to be here, right? Because when I think about eights interacting with capitalism, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot there. Um, and there's, you know, I kind of played with like burnout, vulnerability, but I think the thing I really want to focus on is this sense of responsibility for everyone else. Um, and I think this is like the part of eight that I probably talk about the most, but a part of eight that I don't hear a lot of other people talking about, which is this sense of like ownership of other people. Not from like a, I mean, it can be in an unhealthy state from a possessive place, but more so responsibility. Like I am, I owe them this because I am their protector. And so I want to, a little ritual that you can do, and I, I do this with my type eight coaching clients. Um, we talk about an end of the day, like, energetic check-in and this is a little bit woo and I will I'm gonna be upfront with you like I got this from a psychic <laughs> like, I went to Omega Institute in like 2018 2017 16 a long time ago and I met with a psychic and this is a meditation she gave me and I know it's woo but it's it's good for you eights <laughs> so if you'll give me a chance just try it out. It's a visualization exercise. Let's call it that. But essentially at the end of the day, pausing and checking in with where you've left your energy throughout the day. The way this was described to me and the way that I described this to my clients is it's like, imagine you have this like giant bowl on the top of your head and that bowl is full of like little golden basketballs. Follow, just, just follow me. It's full of little golden basketballs and throughout the day, you're kind of giving those away. Every time that you you kind of overexpend your energy or you're giving energy to people all day long, right? Like your kids, your partner, strangers on the street, your parents, people that you feel responsible for, employees, you know, people that are on your team that you lead. All day long, you're kind of giving that energy away. And all you have to, all I want you to do is at the end of the day, think about that glass bowl Think about how many balls you gave away that day and then envision yourself calling them back. So just checking in and kind of thinking about your kids and kind of calling all the energy that you gave them today back to yourself. Doing the same thing with a partner, roommates, friends, do it with your parents, with coworkers, with employees, with the stranger that you dealt with at the phone store today, like call it all back so that you can like end your day reconnecting to your own energy, 
hopefully the goal here would it would help you to notice how much you're giving how much you're actually giving out but also to like remember that it's yours and to kind of call you back to yourself so that's my little ritual for my eights all right type nines are peacemakers here we go um this was another one that i was like oh okay where do i want to go here um, cause there's like prioritization, there's overgiving, uh, you know, I think for nines, I wrote down prioritization, but I think I want to focus more on getting in tune with yourself so that your yes can really be a yes. Because I think what can happen a lot of times is our, our nines are busy. And I think we don't think of nines as being busy stereotypically, but nines tend to be pretty busy because they, they're like saying yes to people who are asking them for things and they're having a hard time saying they're potentially having a hard time saying no but also they're like yeah they're kind of going with it you know like what are you taking you following your lead and i i want to push our nines to really pay attention to what a yes is for you now in order to do this the ritual that I want you to have is I want every day for you to take some time to ask yourself, what do I wish I said no to today? And then what would a yes have felt like in my body? And a way that you can do, get access to this is to go, what, what is something I said yes to that I meant yes to? And how did that feel in my body? Right. And, and the more you do this, because I know a lot of times nines, when I ask questions like this, they're like, I don't know the answer to this. And I just want to say, like, the more you do it, the more clear those answers will be. The more you start paying attention, the more clear your yes and your no will be. So every single day, the end of the day, check in. What do I wish I said no to today? And what's something that I said yes to that I really am grateful that I did? And how did that feel in my body? And that way you build up an awareness of what's a yes, what's a no, so that you can slowly start to take on less from other people and only take on the things that you really need to take on. That being said, your secret weapon as a nine is a maybe, <laughs> or let me think about it. That is critical, right? If you're kind of, if you're one of those nines who's still in that phase of like, yes, yesing, pause and just say, let me think about that. And then go back and really think about it and only say yes if you intend to say yes. You know, say no if if it's a no and get more clear on that by checking in every day. I hope this was supportive. Um, you know, I think it's helpful to remember that these are just general suggestions and they may not fit every single individual with a specific Enneagram type. Maybe your type four and the, the advice for type nine resonates for you right now. Take the advice you want. Take the advice you need. Um, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's circumstances vary. So essentially take what take what is for you. Leave what is not. And um, I hope it's supportive. I hope I hope it's a, a little starting point to finding a little bit more peace. And as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.